This week on the O The Anthem podcast, Lamar Jackson is your MVP, and we talk about the Super Bowl. The uh, Oscars are this coming weekend. We talk about what's going on with that. And in the news of the week, God, is there a lot? Impeachment, Iowa caucuses, uh, Alan Dershowitz just fucking giving it all up for uh, basically a king, and a whole lot more. You do not want to miss this show because we are jam-packed this week, and we can't wait to see more coming up right now on the other Anthem podcast. guys i was totally prepared for this moment <laughs> this is Corey, and this is the other on the podcast good afternoon everybody it's rob and it's palindrome day hi everybody do you guys know what a palindrome is well today's palindrome day thank you for joining us for episode 304 of the o the anthem podcast coming to you from the hashtag ota la studios high above the 110 freeway in downtown los angeles california thank you for joining us yeah thank you so much for listening the best way to do it is on anchor.fm forward slash o the anthem where you can find links to every single podcatcher available for this podcast uh some aren't linked. I, I found out that some aren't linked there because they just get their linking from itunes so if you have problems you can find the rss feed there too so if you listen on some uh lesser known podcatcher you can also get us there although why not just go to anchor.fm that is the place i listen mean on spotify you know i i i normally don't uh subscribe to uh being one of like uh, only a handful of companies handling podcasts, but I think between like Spotify and Apple and Google and uh, a handful of uh, Pocket Cast, which we yeah. both use, I think there's a lot of good options as far as like uh, quality podcatchers out there. Absolutely. And uh, of course, you can find more O the Anthem at O the Anthem on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, you're probably watching right now at facebook.com forward slash O the Anthem, where you can find more information there as well. All the videos are available at youtube.com forward slash O the Anthem and everything O the Anthem related, including the merch store which has some new products you should check out, is available at odanthem.com. Yes, indeed. So, wow, boy, do we have a lot to get to today and not a lot of time. The countdown is on for Super Bowl L-I-X-V-N. <laughs> it's live. D- Super Bowl live. Live. Is that what it is? <laughs> L-I-V? Uh, so that would be Super Bowl 44. It's a, it's a Super Bowl that's going to make you not want to close your eyes. <laughs> wait, okay, wait. <laughs> I am embarrassing myself with my, my Roman numerals knowledge. 54. L-I-V, 54, yes. Uh, I don't want to get into it. Uh, Anyway, here we go, sports ball. Oh, wait, nope, nope, there we go. (laughs) So, yeah, uh, I'm already in... Flawless uh, execution. I'm already in Super Bowl (laughs) prep here. Nothing nothing like a... uh, Mike's Hard Lemonade to really make you an angry drunk. Well, I mean, to be fair... uh, Mike's Hard Lemonade, the drink of every American dad during Super Bowl time. Uh, And um, 
it's basically just lemonade. I don't, I don't really, <laughs> I don't really feel. All you're it. doing is missing the chitlin. Basically, yeah. Uh, but uh, sports ball, very exciting week. Of course, the Ravens not playing in the Super Bowl this week, but we had the second best bit of news that we could have received. Yes, Lamar Jackson is the unanimous pick for MVP. Uh, hmm. The Ravens put out a video of children writing letters to Lamar. Did you see that thing? That I, I did shared? not see that. No. Oh my god! Somebody was cutting onions while I was watching it. <laughs> <laughs> Got a little bit too real for me. Aww. And you know what? I I, uh, I I think that what is so wonderful about this whole thing is that is there, there's an adjustment being made. I'm not moving. It's not an earthquake. Trust me. Um, I think the thing that was so nice to see about it was that the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> We have no more room for camera movement. You're, it's going to have to be a Corey movement. Is that uh, <laughs> I totally lost my train of thought with that whole thing. You're just trying to <laughs> letters to Lamar. Sorry, the disembodied arm that enters the camera frame. The movie, right? Letters to it Lamar. reminds me of the John Candy thing from SCTV where he's playing Orson Welles and just like, "Why are you moving frantically? I'm not at my mark. You move your camera." <laughs> <laughs> it's a very Orson Welles thing. <laughs> Uh, letters to Lamar. That's yes. what you're talking letters about. Letters to Sorry. Lamar. Yeah. Uh, children writing letters to Lamar, like about how they inspired him and how uh, how they inspired the children. And uh, I, it was very sweet. I, I just uh, I, I feel like Ravens Productions have been knocking it out of the park for the last couple years with both the uh, pregame videos and stuff like that, like the hype up videos and yep. everything that they do has just been aces. And this was another one. And uh, doff of the cap to them. Yeah, and uh, a shout-out to a high school friend of mine, at Ricky Phoenix on Instagram. Um, he works for the Orioles and Ravens Productions. Oh, nice. And uh, uh, you met him before at uh, FanFest, where mm-hmm. he was working the cameras. Gotcha. Uh, but he also works the games, and he works in the production department there. And they are killing it. Absolutely, they deserve all the praise. Um, but no FanFest this year. Hmm. Yeah. Wonder... Wonder why that might have been. No vans. That's <laughs> <laughs> they didn't want. Bu- they didn't want the. Uh, I guess not. Is it not Buck? We don't. We don't know. Is there a new manager? Is that happening this year? No. Hyde still. Hyde. Yeah. Damn. See, I didn't even watch this year. <laughs> Did not even watch. Yeah. Uh, they didn't want Brandon Hyde to come out and sit at a stage and be like, "Oh, there's the three people out in the audience." <laughs> like, hey, uh, I got a question. <laughs> One of the questions is like, "Do you think this team is going to move to Memphis?" <laughs> uh, follow no. up question. Uh, do you guys have any trash cans there back in the back? Because we hear that that's a good way to win games. I don't know. Oh, some some uh, fine American citizen d- decided to listen through all the at bats of the 2017 season and mm-hmm. like figure out like all the all the times a trash can was hit, and then just sort of left all the data open for baseball nerds to yep. like break through and figure out like uh, batting averages for specific situations and stuff like that. And it's just oh man, I, I can't wait for what happens with that heart wrenching part of that. It's a Houston Astros fan, and he's just yeah. like, "How dare you do this to he's me?" He's like, "I needed to, I needed to clean myself <laughs> of these sins." So, so here's here's data. So I'm doing the only thing I know how. I'm putting my head down. I'm watching every at bat. He made a uh, a like a web app that would just fast forward in the game yeah. between pitches. So it listened for the sound of a ball hitting a mitt, and then use that as a reference point for a pitch. Yeah. Rewinded a few seconds and that was its serve point for him. So it would give him all the pitches. And I'm like, masterful no, job. I, thank you. Thank you very much, sir. And and then of course because the 1% on the internet, they were just like, "Well, you, that means you didn't watch all of every game. So you don't know for sure." Like, all right, man. All the, right. This will do. I I don't 
<laughs> the data shows that there was a lot of trash can banging. I mean, like, I, I think baseball is important. I'm a baseball fan. I don't need people going through this like the Zapruder film. Like, yeah. The yeah. Astros <laughs> cheated. It's fine. I know. I kind of know what happened. Oh, my. All right. But yeah, so uh, back to the topic at hand, which was Lamar nominated unanimously. Only the second player to be unanimously voted the MVP. The first of which was Tom Brady in his 10th or his ninth technical season. He was drafted in 2000, didn't play really until 2006. So his fourth season of full play, 10th I thought season. it was I thought it was like two it was like the end of his second year that he really like Well so I, I was and maybe I was wrong about that. I was trying to remember when Bledsoe went down and he came in. But he was in a 2000 draft, I'm pretty sure. That we may can, not be I correct can figure either. this out. Yeah. yeah. Nonetheless, it's a fir- it was very it's very early in his career for uh Lamar because not only is it his second year in the league, but it's his uh first year playing full-time as quarterback. But I'm relatively certain that Tom Brady was drafted in 2000. The scrawny picture of Brady is him being drafted in the 6th round of the 2000 draft and then he played behind Drew Bledsoe, which is a name a lot of you probably don't even know because you're too young. But he was the quarterback for the New England Patriots for a very long time. Yeah, so it was 2000 uh, when he was 23 that he joined the league. Yeah. Uh, played in one game, uh, one for three. Oh. And then it was his second year in 2001, which is the year that they won the Super Bowl, I believe, yeah. uh, where he was uh, started 14 of the 15 games that he played. Oh, really? Yeah, it was 11-3, and three, and that was the end of uh, Bledsoe. Wow, okay, so then he played nine years until he got the unanimous vote as the MVP, because that was yeah. in 2010. 2010, correct. And then Lamar won it in his second year in the league, his first year as full-time quarterback. I wish they did a better... Oh, first team All-Pro in 2010. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, so that would have had to have been the MVP year there, the unanimous MVP year. So Obviously, two, he had other years where he was... Uh, and wait, was 2010 the year they went undefeated and lost... It could have been. Hold yeah, on. yeah, I think so. They went undefeated. Fourteen and, lost. and two. No, no, uh, no, it was two thousand seven. They and how? Well, I guess because you don't win the Super Bowl, you don't win the MVP. But uh. well, I mean, Lamar didn't win the Super Bowl. So true. Oh, that is very true. Yeah. Sad. Thanks for reminding me, Corey, on this sad <laughs> day of all days. <laughs> you know, it's funny though. I was. Uh, I, I have many Chiefs and Niner fans on set with me this week, uh, and I was uh, joking around with York. Who is a big Chiefs fan? I was like, uh, was wearing my Ravens gear yesterday, mm-hmm. and he was just like, uh, still ho- holding out hope. And I'm like, well, you know, a lot of the Ravens just happen to be in uh, Miami for the awards. So <laughs> maybe if something unfortunate happens to the Chiefs on the way to the stadium, they're just like, oh, let's just get Lamar in. <laughs> we'll give the Ravens a 14 point bump because they've been practicing all week. We'll I'll handicap them 14. <laughs> Although if I do that math, I think the Titans are in the way of that that actually being. Yeah, but done, there's not right? enough Titans down in Miami right now. It's, it's an emergency. Si- we were just doing the math of like how how long it would take us to get to Miami yes. if we were to go to the Super Bowl right now. Because uh, I believe that we, if you would still like to go see the Super Bowl, there are tickets available starting at mm, five thousand dollars <laughs> to get in the door. Uh, unfortunately for us, we would need also need a plane that travels at Mach two to make uh, playoffs. Listen, I got the money for the ticket. I don't know if I got money for the plane. Uh, I don't know, Elon. Elon, do you got a plane that flies Mach 2? Uh, I mean, we might be able to Where's this it. fucking Hyperloop I've been probably? I know, Jesus. I thought I was going to go down to the corner and jump on the Hyperloop, and I'd be in Miami in four or the worst, two hours. The worst part of the Hyperloop is that I would still have to go to fucking Santa Monica or something like that <laughs> to get on it. And I'm just like, that's just a bridge too far. Yeah, sure, I could get to San Francisco in an hour, but it's going to take me two hours to get to the Hyperloop location. <laughs> 
Yes, folks, that is an LA for you. Uh, There's an LA problem. It, it's 14 miles away, two hours to get there. Uh, but yeah, so uh, the Super Bowl, though, is this uh, week. It's actually in approximately the 45 minutes it's starting. So if you are treating us as your Super Bowl pregame, what the fuck are you doing? But thank you for joining <laughs> no. us. Uh, but yeah, um, I will say uh, I've heard a lot this week of the like subtle like, oh, you know, my team's out of it. So I, it's hard to get excited. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I also work in the music industry. So I've also there was a overheard L.A. that really I really related to, which was like, who's playing in the Super Bowl this uh, this week? And the response was, oh, J.Lo and Shakira. <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of people who I heard talking about it weren't talking about the 49ers and the Chiefs. They were talking about the Ra- halftime Rachel's show. Rachel's been talking about the halftime show for weeks now. Yes. Like, just casually going, like, oh, it's going to be so much fun. Mm. It's like, all right. There's and, a, uh, there's a fun, maybe the Ravens <laughs> would be playing in this game. This was back in those days. When yes. I still had hope. <laughs> and uh, there, the other comment, of course, is that it's the Super Bowl is the little bit of athletic play that interrupts the amazing commercials and the <laughs> J-Lo and Shakira concert. That's yeah. really... Uh, what I am looking forward to uh, the all-electric Hummer preview that we're going to get during the thing. I think that's going to be an interesting... I mean, I think it's going to be great. 1,000 uh, horsepower. 1,000 horsepower, all-electric. It has you know a two-mile range. You'll be able to go anywhere <laughs> down to the 7-Eleven and back. It'll be fantastic. <laughs> they make it an electric car, but it's just the most fuel-inefficient electric car. <laughs> it's a bumper car, essentially. You just got to pull <laughs> it in. <laughs> Got to charge it for 24 hours. You got about 12 miles of range. Enjoy yourself. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to look really cool driving to the Beverly Center and not being able to get back. This is how Hummer <laughs> does electric. <laughs> Thanks, American Motor Group. Uh, but yeah, uh, I, I will say that I was trying to get a little hype for the Super Bowl, but kind of the, in the same feeling. Like, if the Ra- Ravens had been out of it maybe longer, I would have been more excited because then you kind of choose a team. I probably would have backed the Chiefs. Like, if, like we, if we were like Dolphin fans and we knew yeah. there was no hope and like... Middle of the season, you start saying like, "Well, you know, these Chiefs are looking good, yeah. and like I can follow them and see how they're going, and oh, they're in the playoffs." And see, but I feel a lot of the people would have gotten on the Ravens bandwagon because I feel like there were a lot of people who were just like Lamar fans at a point this season, yeah. and then they would have gotten eliminated too, and then you know, like they're they're just like, "Well, what do I do now?" Yeah, but so. it, it's hard to get into the game when you were so close and uh, just fell short. But uh, there is there is a part of sports and baseball especially is going through this where it's so hyper local yeah. where you follow a team and I mean like some kids will follow like players like it's not so much that they're Warriors fans they're Steph Curry fans right. you know yeah and it's not so much that you're a Ravens fan you're a Lamar fan and if he was on the Raiders next year. God, please don't. But I mean, like, if he was on the Raiders, wait, next wait, year, wait. Then there'd just be a new a lot of people who are like having Lamar Jackson Raider jerseys, you know. All I'm saying is, if he was on the Raiders next year, that's a really good excuse to make eight trips to Vegas in the fall <laughs> next year. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Although we wouldn't be able to get tickets because at this point it's probably sold out. But uh, yeah, listen, go there a day early, win roulette a lot. <laughs> Here's what here's the, the what yada we're yada today. yada Raider tickets. We're taking five hundred dollars to Vegas every Sunday. We're just gonna put it on black, and eventually we're gonna see a game. How's that math work out? Well, eventually we're gonna hit, and when one we of, hit. One of these days, we'll be watching it from the owner's box. Just you watch. <laughs> Either that, or uh, we'll decide to buy one of the casinos. Shoe money tonight. <laughs> You think you win big enough at MGM and they just give you the keys to the casino and they're just like, <laughs> instead of the payout, how would you like to own your very own casino? Here you go. Enjoy. I just wonder what what uh, the, the the day at the office, if like some like, frantic employee of MGM like runs into the <laughs> office of the, of the casino manager and he's just like, uh, so there's a guy. <laughs> 
His name's Corey. He just won $5 billion in slot machines in the last hour. And we were just going through the tape. And I, it's just pure luck that yeah. this actually happened. Like it, He had his eyes closed like, for some of the rules. It literally, like, literally, there's no cheating involved. We, we were like, we inspected everything. It's just on the money. But now we have to give him $5 billion. <laughs> I mean, like, do we just give him the casino or what? <laughs> do we tell, do we tell those people we sold it to? Like, no deal. We got a, we got a little, uh, uh, cash flow situation. <laughs> yeah. Listen, you can sell it if you want, but this guy is the one who owns it now. Our papers are no good. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, but, but anyway, Super Bowl. Uh, yes, I will say that uh, as a person who doesn't have a team playing, but a team who made the playoffs, I am suspiciously looking more forward to the commercials. The halftime show I could do without. I don't really care to see. I mean, I, I'll see it because I know there's going to be some sort of moment that people are talking about involved with it. Yes. So I feel like to be part of the conversation. Well, I've, uh, I've done this slow inception where I've convinced uh, the other members of our party to move a second TV out to the viewing area. And at some point when the game either gets out of hand or very near halftime, I am suggesting we just hook up uh, the switch to the second TV and just play Smash Brothers through the the halftime show. That is what I am planning. <laughs> Good luck with that one. Uh, so I guess we'll see. But uh, Let, yeah, uh, real quick. Uh, so what we're doing here today is that we're doing the live stream before the Super Bowl. Yes. And then we're going to come back later and not live stream that part, but just come back later and do a uh, quick little thing for the people who are listening on Tuesday when this thing mm -hmm. drops. Uh, sort of talking about what happened during the game. So uh, before we get into it, how about we have a ability to make fools of ourselves by making predictions of the game before it happens, and okay. then immediately people will know whether or not we were right or wrong. So you we're know? just going to cut directly from this yeah. to us after the game? Right. Well, first, I make a prediction that one of us makes a sound similar to what you made after Drinker de Mayo won, <laughs> where you just leave. There may be a chance that you cut back from this and you see me like this in the chair. <laughs> just so, so rough how about those Niners <laughs> I don't even care man so anyway it's a one and a half point spread in favor of the Chiefs yes. uh, do you have a, a pick do you have a, a favorite you're going in with I think it's the Chiefs and I think it's the Chiefs by 14 plus mm. yes so not a close Super Bowl uh, I think it will be close up and until uh, the second half uh, probably mid third quarter um, Patrick Mahomes is just going to say, you know what, uh, enough of this. And uh, he's going to go over to um, Andy Reid and just be like, I'm going to call the playbook now because you clearly don't know what you're doing. And then uh, stop trying to rucks in us. I'm going to go handle this game. And he's like, did you just did you just call a double end around? No, I'm not. I'm not running that play. Give me the ball. And uh, then he's going to run. run uh, just grab it. Grab Andy's surface and just toss it into the stand. <laughs> No more. You're done. <laughs> we don't need the trick play. I, I, I am also going with the Chiefs. Uh, I I just uh, my personal feeling on this game is that these two teams are really close. And when two teams are really close like this, I like to go with whatever team has the best player. And I think Patrick Mahomes is clearly the best player yeah. on either side of the ball on either team. So I feel that he will have something to do. He'll probably be Super Bowl MVP and find some sort of way to win this game. I mean, um, I, I think also, though, uh, their coach, all jokes aside about Andy Reid, that Andy Reid wants this. He yeah. wants this bad, and he will not, hopefully not rucks in the team, but he will be, like, overthinking every move and, like, no mistakes, let's do this, let's get it done. And I think the pressure's on for him because he knows everyone's looking at him now. Like, I, I him. almost feel like Shanahan is sort of in the best position yeah. in the Niners because it's like, if they win, then great, they were the best team and they should have won. 
If they didn't, I still feel like there's an element of the Niners that's too early. Yep. Like they yep. weren't supposed to necessarily be here right at this moment. And that, you know, they would be the instant favorite for next year. Yeah. Even if they lost just because of how well they did this year ahead of schedule, you and know? He, is Shanahan's, what, like 30 years younger than Andy? Yeah. Like he's got time. Yeah. There's there's plenty of time for Shanahan to figure out a win here, yeah. uh, even if he doesn't. But I, 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 I mean, same for Jimmy G. Like, I think nobody had any I mean, expectations. The same could be said for the Chiefs and Mahomes, too, because, I mean, like, you know, Patrick has a lot of time left in this league to be able to win his Super Bowl and stuff like that. But I, I just feel like. My my gut tells me to go with the best player. Yeah. And that's sort of where I'm going on this one. And, and uh, using a baseball example, as spoiled as we were by the uh, Orioles in 2014, I think it was 2014, when we had to go up against the Kansas City Royals that year, that was a stacked team. Yeah. That was a team that was headed to the World Series, and it was hard to be the ones who were in the way of them going to the World Series. Yeah. And uh, I feel like the Chiefs are, in a lot of ways, that team this year. Hard to be in their way. Luckily, we didn't have. I mean, luckily, we didn't have to be. But uh, they uh, they have everything firing in all cylinders going into the big game. So I guess we'll see. We're here post Super Bowl. Hey, there we uh, are. We we had we podcasted before, so we're checking in again, second time today. Yes, post Super Bowl to kind of mm-hmm. talk about it. And uh, KC is your Super Bowl champion. Ha! Uh, as we predicted. Yes. And uh, as Rob predicted, Woo! halfway through the third quarter, the Chiefs would be down and uh, uh, Patrick Mahomes would just take things over and uh, Andy Reid would uh, stop ruxing himself. And uh, that's basically what happened. They were now, down by 10 points in the third. I was going to say, I do believe I said a win by two touchdowns, which they didn't quite get to. Right. The uh, final score was 31-20, which means they won by 11, not 14. But, oh boy, I, I mean... They were you would have beat, beat the one and a half point spread. Yes. we both would have. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, t- they're losing in the third. Throughout the rule book or throughout the playbook, turn it on and find a, pl- a way to win, and they did. They did. They're gonna do. Yeah. Um, and I thought the Super Bowl was very nicely played. Yeah. It wasn't like the most uh, pulse pounding excitement ever, but it was like just a very well played even game. It was a good football game. Yeah. And the problem is that people who don't watch football might not get excited by it. Right. It wasn't like a uh, 72-50 final score. Well, so. you know, I think this game uh, probably, like, the way it was played would probably be better for, like, a regular season game because you're more, like, involved with, like, watching, like, every play a little bit more than I think you are with the Super Bowl, especially yeah. when you're not, like, committed to a team. Like, you know, if the Ravens were in, I'd be, I'd be watching every single second of the game and yes. not taking my eyes off of it. But like with the Super Bowl, you're like walking away to get snacks. You're going, you know, uh, got to go use the r- facilities or something like that. You're taking breaks from the action that you normally don't do because like you want to watch commercials or something, you know. Yeah. Uh, I didn't care about the halftime shows, so I played uh, Smash Brothers through <laughs> it, and then I was like, you know what? Babe, I'll catch up sometime in the third quarter and started playing and or kept playing all the way through like the middle of the third quarter. I will say, uh, in a world where there's nobody who ever wins when it's like some big public performance or something like that, which is the reason why nobody wants to host the Academy Awards yeah. because like there's no winning this. No. Uh, I think Shakira and JLo did a fantastic job in the halftime show. And the memes are already started. <laughs> Apparently Shakira's tongue is now a meme. Yeah, I'm sure. Well, I didn't miss the best parts of the show. That's the thing. It's, <laughs> you just um, catch up on it. And I mean, we got the encore performance after the show of 
the hits of J-Lo and Shakira. Yes, so, sang by uh, people who are not J-Lo and Shakira. <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> definitely Gives not. Gives you a special respect for the talent of those two when you uh, hear it performed by not them. Yeah, yeah. Although I don't <laughs> think that either Shakira or J-Lo was drinking through the first half of the game either. So. Oh, and the second half of the game. But yeah. I don't uh, think they were eating before the first <laughs> half of the show either. Some of those outfits. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Something but, tells me that they, they both... Uh, finished that and immediately started eating donuts. It was just like, I haven't eaten in four days. Like I, I did walk over a couple of times and just check out whenever I heard like a, a particular like gasp, I guess, or just a notation. I'm like, Oh, uh, these women are both in their like late, late forties, early fifties. And both <laughs> of them look fantastic. Well, JLo's 50. Yes. And I think, uh, we, we figured out Shakira's like 12 years younger. Oh, so really? she's 38 or something. Is she that? I thought she was, she was in her like, uh, like 44. Wait a second. Who looked that? Did you trust one of the drunk girls to look that up? I don't know. I I just took the word for it. I, it's it was information that was uh, established the room. Shakira so is forty three. Okay, so she is seven years younger than J Lo. J Lo is fifty exactly. Yeah. Yes, coming up on her fifty first birthday. So yes, I, you trusted one of the drunk girls to do the math. That was not. That was your major flaw there. Ugh. God, yes. It was a it was a conversation about like who was the better dancer, and I I argued that when J Lo was in her fighting shape, like her absolute peak, she was probably better yeah, than I, Shakira at her peak. I but it is a toss up question, and the extra seven years does like add in a little bit of like complexity. I mean, I guess once you're plus forty, it's a little bit harder either way. But yeah, I, I mean, I dare Shakira to do a stripper movie right now. Uh, <laughs> that's that's not easy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> also, though, I just want to see a, sh- a stripper movie with Shakira. In it. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> I dare you to do a stripper <laughs> movie. I, <laughs> what can I say? I'm a fan. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I mean, I think that um, also she just came off of uh, Hustlers. So I think yeah. J-Lo uh, came off of Hustlers and then did an album and is going on tour. So she is in the best shape she's going to be in right now. Right. And Shakira... She's a performance shape. Yeah, Shakira just got done tour. So from my point of view, it's like uh, every football player, not next Sunday, but the one after. Yeah. Not going to be in fighting shape anymore. (laughs) Just like I'm out of the gym. I'm out of practice. I've been eating really crappy food for the last two weeks. Yeah. Because I got like two or three months before I got to start like, all right, calm it down. Summer practice is coming. I got to get myself back in shape. So, um those first couple of weeks right after tour are, are not going to, they're not the bad. It's just, I don't have to be in a midriff in my forties anymore. Yeah. So I can just kind of let it go for a little while. And I, I didn't want to uh, necessarily get my chocolate and my peanut butter here with some politics involved in the Super Bowl, But uh, okay. yes, the tweet that did you see the tweet after the Super Bowl from Trump? I didn't No. He uh, congratulated the Kansas City Chiefs for their mm-hmm. win. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said everyone, you know, it was a hard fought battle and they uh, came back from a lot of adversity and that was all great. And then he said uh, something along the lines of, I'm so happy for the people in Kansas. Yes. Uh, which is a uh, uh, fun fact, not where the team plays. No. And the, not the where Kansas the Kansas ma- City, Missouri yeah. Chiefs. The majority of the people in what's known as Kansas City live in Missouri, although there is a Kansas City, Kansas. Oh, yes, there is. Just across the yeah, river. Yeah. Much like there is an East St. Louis that is in Illinois. Right. But you wouldn't say much love to the people of Illinois yeah. <laughs> for the Cardinals win or the Rams. Oh, wait. Not the Rams win anymore. Cardinals, though. The Blues. Blues? What sport is that? Hockey. No one cares. <laughs> um, but And uh, just a, a, an update for all of you uh, who might be out there. I spent, um, I don't know, part of the halftime show looking at uh, N95 certified masks. Uh as Roxy is going to take a trip by plane, and I'd forgotten that. 
I'm also going to take a trip by plane. And so I was looking for a stylish yet protective <laughs> face gear to yeah. wear. Uh, because Something that maybe reminds you of Sub-Zero or Scorpion. I am very much wearing a Sub-Zero <laughs> mask, uh, including the vents on the side, which I think is very nice. Uh, I It took me so long because I found one that was styled like Bane, but mm. it was not uh, certified to N95, which is what you need for viral loads. Okay. And I then was like down a rabbit hole of Amazon. Can like, I find the Bane N95 mask? There's got to be one. <laughs> if I can find the Sub-Zero mask, somebody has to have done this in a Bane mask where I can walk around the airport. And make Your virus has no effect on me. <laughs> Which is exactly <laughs> what I wanted to do. Uh, alas, it didn't happen. But uh, I did that because... Why don't you just buy a smaller mask and then put the Bane one over top of it? I mean, I guess I could do that. I did find the nose-only mask, and I mm-hmm. uh, sat there for a moment and looked at it and said, like, what's the point of that? Uh, <laughs> I feel like... I'm just wearing... You remember, when, you remember when people used to wear sweatshirts, like, around their waist? Yeah. Never like, I'm just going to wear it the other way just to protect my balls. Nothing yep. else. <laughs> just, that's it. That's all. Um, but, yeah, uh, I, so uh, Roxy's going to go on a flight uh, in two weeks. I will be on a flight later that same week. Uh, So I thought better of just like, you know what? Why not? Just to have the mask. I'm not super paranoid, but being in a metal tube with uh, 200 sick people doesn't sound appealing to me. Um, But while we were watching the game, uh, the second confirmed, uh, which we talked about at the beginning of the show, has become a firm, firm confirmed along with the third. Firm, firm confirmed. Confirmed, firm, firm. Like, uh, it was like, uh, yeah, the test came back good. Uh, but we also got our third, fourth, and fifth cases confirmed in Santa Clarita County, which is outside of San Francisco. And yet another case confirmed in either L.A. or Orange County. I can't remember which county the town is in. Uh, but I was just reading that story on Google. So as I said at the top of the show, we're all going to die. Mm-hmm. I hope you guys enjoy episode 304. It's been fun. Uh, enjoy that Super Bowl, because uh, Super Bowl... LV. Yeah, live. No, no, no. LV. Next year. Oh, yes. LV. The next one, this yeah. is LIV, which yeah. would be 54. 55 may not come around. It may be ruined by Bane. <laughs> or. <laughs> blowing up the field. Or Patrick Mahomes wins the MVP last year. Mm-hmm. And this year he's a Super Bowl MVP. Mm-hmm. So maybe the person who won the MVP this year. Will be in line to be Super Bowl MVP next year. I mean, possibly. That sounds like it, it. Just seems like good, clean math to me. I agree, and, and also I'm thinking ahead that with all the random gunfire in Baltimore, it's the least likely city to be hit by coronavirus. So they may be safe in Baltimore, just because people don't go out into public. Uh, you never know when the random gunfire is going to hit, so you got to be careful. <laughs> The virus is just like, I'm not going to that niche. <laughs> it's, you, I ain't you know, dealing with that shit. You got a tough town when the coronavirus is like, Baltimore? No, no, I don't fuck with Baltimore. Uh, I don't go up there. That's not my place, I'm going to do that one last. <laughs> we'll get around to it, all right? I got to get some of my boys together. It's like when uh, you're playing Risk and you're just like, nah, I'll wait on Australia. I don't want to get stranded. <laughs> you don't want to get out there by yourself. You got to wait till you get some boys around you yeah. and then roll out there heavy. That's how we do. Uh New York. I'll take New York first. We're just going <laughs> to bypass. Uh, there's a tunnel now. We go around it. That's how it happens. Um, but yeah, uh, so, but back to the Super Bowl, which is the whole point. Could you just this. imagine Jack Young on the thing just going like, <laughs> hello to the virus. I would like to invite you to Baltimore. You've gone everywhere else, and it sort of seems like you're making a point of not coming here. <laughs> seems like an exception. We don't like to be exceptions. Please come down to Baltimore. Please come and kill all our residents. <laughs> We have been on a long-sustained 
journey to kill all our residents for some time. And we we feel that your contributions could add to it. Uh, uh, excuse me. Harrison cuts in. Listen, our police department's doing all we can. Uh, we just can't kill all of them. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, we are inviting the coronavirus down to try and take out some more of our citizens. Please. Thank you. If we need to, we will pick you up and drop you off over in our police plane. We'll give you a police escort. <laughs> oh, right We'll downtown. just have Foxtrot just... <laughs> them throw it out of Foxtrot. Just uh, blankets, blankets yeah. soaked in coronavirus. <laughs> Here you go. It worked for Manhattan. Nah. Oh, you know what? Uh, it would work better in Baltimore though. Needles. Just toss some needles out the window of a of a uh, helicopter and just let uh, let what for? Let but, nature uh, take over. Yeah, let nature take over. But uh, Super Bowl, yes. Um, I think it was a good football game. Uh, those who don't appreciate football won't necessarily like it. Uh, however, I think there was enough big plays to keep everyone interested. Mm. The people who we were there with seemed interested enough. Yeah. So I think that, uh, from their point of view, if people who don't really like football, like, but like pretend to watch football who are cheering for a team because it's from the same state that they're from, not for any other logical reason. Yeah. I mean, I don't think there's any, you know, if you're not a, if you're in our situation, it doesn't really make sense to like get yourself too conflicted with why you're yeah. rooting for somebody. You know, like I like Patrick Mahomes. I'm just gonna cheer. I mean, for I team. think the California, you know, representation thing is a good enough reason as any. It's just like sure. not for me. Like you know, I just didn't. I I thought about if I was gonna root for San Francisco, I thought about it more like if they had a Super Bowl parade, then maybe Brendan could go. Oh, true. And yeah. he would have fun with that, perhaps. And because you hate him and don't want him to have happiness. Yeah, I said like no. Him. I'd like the Chiefs to win. Yes, That's absolutely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh Corey, that's uh that's kind of rude. Uh Brendan's just sitting in the living room right now waving a flag that says parade. <laughs> He's just like I'm very upset right now. <laughs> One of the sports team ball clubs did something. I <laughs> thought there was going to be a parade. I'm not very I happy was now. uh I was prepared for a parade. <laughs> you know they throw candy at parades. Uh, I uh this is my excited parade face. <laughs> What? The 49ers <laughs> lost? Good. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I can, just, <laughs> I can just see brother just for the rest of the like the week where all the Niner fans are just distraught and he's just like walking by Starbucks and you see somebody with like the golden red just like sitting there like sort of all pouting. He's like, shut up. <laughs> Get over it. See, but you have things, lived with that your things, whole things won't be happy forever. You live with that your whole life, and yet last week I start talking about Kobe, and all of a sudden it's like, "Ooh, be careful!" <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. You know why I said that? Because there has been a walking memorial for Kobe, like he's a pope for the last like week and a half, oh, and I was really like, has. "I know this was gonna." I went down to I went down to Staples Center to eat uh, at the Paxi's Pizza, the new deep dish place down there. Yeah, I heard it was good. It, it's good. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's the best deep dish I've had in LA. I think yeah. that the water really affects the quality of deep dish. Uh, you, um, meaning you have to go to Chicago to get the right deep dish. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because they have better water than we do. Yeah. But the, um, there was no game happening that night, but the number of people there felt like there was a game that just let out because yep. it felt like 50,000 people out there, you know, like I work in an office with a little less than 100 people and no less than two people this week were wearing jerseys. And I had to go over and tell them, you still got the sticker on the back. <laughs> um, so the bandwagon is big and they're inviting everybody to come and take a ride. So, uh, yeah, 
Just let them have their moment. It'll be a, it'll be over soon. I've said nothing pretty other than what I said on the Pretty soon at Staples Center, the white smoke will come out the top and we'll elect a new Kobe. <laughs> <laughs> I think we already have one, the better one, who's already playing there. And he he, he got the memorial tattoo. Good for him. Kuzma? He got, <laughs> he got the memorial tattoo, so now he can be like, yeah, I am the second coming of Kobe. Clearly, <laughs> I, uh, and by second coming, I mean I'm better and I play better. It's basically like The New Pope, which you absolutely need to watch because John Malkovich is amazing. Oh, the show The New Pope. I yes. thought you were talking about Frankie for a minute. Well, first of all, like, yes, I love, also I that. love Frankie. Also that. <laughs> Uh, he's great, he's amazing. I yeah. want to see the two popes too, just be, How to have see. You like, not seen I it know yet? I, my guilt just uh, it, it's overridden me. I haven't been able to do it. It's really good. It's very good. I want to. Uh, uh, I think now that I'm in the last two days of this feature, I yeah. can like just well, knock no. through a whole bunch of movies because we got focus on the Oscars right now. So we got to find a place to watch Ford versus Ferrari. Oh, I'm going to I'm going to see those, but I'm saying like, you know, on Wednesday I'm going to be home during the day with nothing to do. I can watch the two Pope or the yeah, the two posts then. Do you realize that people who are listening to this are now listening for the first time of two of us talking about <laughs> going to see the Oscar movies? Yeah, that's going to happen right after we cut back to the. Oscars. All right. Uh, we should get out of here and yes. move right on to the rest of the show. Right. Congratulations. Uh, in progress. Congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs. Your boys did good. I wish I had red. Uh, I own nothing but black, so I won't be wearing red tomorrow, but I'll be wearing red in my heart. All right. On to the other news real quick. Yes. Oh, uh, wait. Let me run that for your consideration splash that we had. I, I, I was speaking <laughs> with uh, actors, and I said, are we serious about this? Yeah. And uh, I was I was made assurances that there would be a wardrobe here the next time uh, we're all in the same place. Oh, and, I mean, uh, they were both here yesterday. I saw no. I wardrobe. wasn't though. I, I was I was on set, so it wasn't gonna work. <laughs> I don't repeat my. <laughs> this comment. shit doesn't shoot itself. If there is a person of our friends group who is the Lucille Bluth of the friends group, <laughs> it's definitely. <working. laughs> oh my. <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, so for your consideration, uh, it's Oscars week, so I'm I was sure originally just gonna put the Michael Sarah like walking into the living room, just like over, Oscars. but I saw that I was just like, no, it's too perfect, it's too perfect. Uh, of course, we would love to talk about Oscars, but it is weird, uh, as it is probably every year, that so many things are back to back on each other. Um, and we always love to have a friend of the show and well-known movie critic uh, Jim Gisry will come on, and we could talk about the Oscars. So, um, obviously, the Oscars are happening. Uh, I have not seen any additional movies in the last yeah. week um, that are Oscar contenders. I spent my time watching things like Brawl and Cell Block '99. <laughs> Which was entertaining, but is not up for an Oscar this yeah. year. Um, Other so, thing that's not going to be up for an Oscar next year, by the way, Fast and the Furious 9. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so. Unless they add a category for what the fuck? That bridge is not attached to anything. It will, though, have a chance at, uh, wow, what were we talking about? Golden Globes? Yeah. Where it's like, I don't know how they got their special <laughs> effects to work. How is this a musical? <laughs> how is this nominated as a musical? First of all, I don't put it past. Just because it's got ludicrous in it does not mean it's a musical. Hole in the Fast and Furious universe. In Too Fast, Too Furious. Ludicrous is a character, but there is also a song by the artist Ludicrous playing in his garage. Does that mean there is another person named Ludicrous who is in called, this universe? A song called Too Fast, Too Furious. <laughs> 
You think this universe has holes? Oh, we are jumping into the Fast and the Furious universe. Uh, no, so uh, we are going to reach out to uh, to at Jim Force on Twitter, where you can find him, and see if we can uh, nail down some time to do an Oscars. Maybe if, a preview. If not, if not, we're long overdue for having Jim on for like uh, maybe rewatching a movie, movie or something commentary. like that. Yeah, yeah, definitely so. Um, but uh, so the Oscars are up. We haven't seen anything new. I am going to make an effort this week to run out and try to see the last I'm marriage story. I don't have to run out to see. I just have to finish it on my Netflix at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ford versus Ferrari going to be a little tough. Uh, looks like it's already out of theaters for the most part. So, uh, and I don't I feel like they have to have a screening at Regal or something like that. Like this week, they, they use... might jump yeah. in uh, and just drop them in. But like, I, I was looking this week and I was like, I'm not driving out to Sun Valley to see Ford versus Ferrari. <laughs> yeah, at, true. At Nine p.m. No, thank you. Um, actually, I think it was like ten forty. It was one. It was three thirty. Ten forty. I'm kind of shocked like, that Ford Ford v Ferrari even got nominated because Disney just like was like fuck Fox. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's just like, hey, you just bought a studio with a bunch of award winning franchises and uh things that might actually win oscars this year it's like nah can't be bothered nope <laughs> um and i don't remember the other ones that we haven't seen uh little women little women we have I, we could see that this week yeah uh, uh is that it i think there was something else but we're missing i haven't seen harriet that's not nominated for best picture no but it, you know with cynthia revo is nominated yes yeah, for uh best actress but uh anyway so we're i'm gonna make an effort to see some movies and then hopefully we can um do a, either a preview and a review or like a recap or just a recap show with uh, Jim. Uh, so look for that. But yeah, the only ones I haven't seen are Little Women and Ford v. Ferrari. Uh, hang on. And second. then you haven't seen Marriage Story, right? Yes. The only one I haven't seen other than those two are Marriage Story. Yeah. So, but yeah, everything I mean, else you've seen. We both saw 1917. And yeah. Wow. Uh, do you have a while we're in the prediction business here? Yeah. Uh, do you have a thought on where Best Picture is going to go? Well, uh, you know, I I do know an industry insider who does movie reviews, and he has eroded my confidence in 1917 <laughs> being uh, Best Picture. Uh, I don't know. I it's if it was ten years from now, I would say that Joker was a shoe in because I think the age of the uh, Academy would be such that people would be like, "This is the picture." But I don't think we're there yet, and maybe not even 10 years, maybe 20 years. Maybe when we are the age of Academy voters yeah. and we'd see something so different like Joker, we'd be like, see, no, let's just do it. I think I think part of the problem with Joker is that – and I said this when I did the review of it originally. Mm-hmm. And I said it could be – I could see how it could be nominated for a lot of things, but I could also see how it could be nominated for almost nothing. Yeah. Because it's so divisive, it seems like, between the film community in terms of both the – uh, people inside of the community and the like reviewers and stuff like that, which have an outsized influence on yeah. how people feel. Yeah. Like when all you're hearing is like Variety says, like you know, like Joker's a fucking joke or something. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like it's hard for that not to like get t- passed around town, kind of thing. You know? Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I really like Parasite too, but I think the same problem where it's like different, and that's why I liked it. But I don't know if the Academy is gonna like it the same way that I did. Yeah, I mean, I also think that there's still sort of a. Like even though Roma was considered a foreign film and nominated for Best Picture a year ago, right? That was, uh, or yeah. two years ago? I can't remember when Roma. Yeah, yeah, it was two years ago we watched it, but it was in the Oscars. Okay, yeah, a yeah. year ago. Um, I mean, like, I I just feel like uh, there's still sort of a stigma of having like a foreign film win Best Picture. Yeah. Um, because I mean, like, it, so here's the problem: you got to think about this like politically to a degree because. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of the people who are voting on the Academy Awards, while they enjoyed Parasite a lot, are also, you know, American filmmakers for the most part or work within the system that, you know, America, Canada, uh, England, like these sort of like, 
you know, the Western film population yeah. uh, live within. So there's more of an emphasis to want to reward films that are from the West. And just like there's more of a desire to reward films that are like traditionally released as opposed to Netflix or something like yeah. that. Because they don't want to like give the gold stamp of approval to a Netflix movie. Mm-hmm. And even though they'll get a lot of votes for something like The Irishman or Marriage Story, it won't get enough votes to win because it'll still have that stigma attached to it. It's yeah. sort of like a, a baseball player from the steroid era trying to go for the Hall of Fame. Like, there's a certain number of people who are just like, I'm not rewarding this on the base that it smells fishy. You yeah. know, like. But again, 20 or 30 years from now, when the academy is completely different, it's I mean, going to be a whole different story. I think. You know, media consumption is going to be different 10 years from now, That's just true. with the yeah. way that streaming is projecting. You know, like, and it it's going to be interesting to see what happens with movie exhibition in theaters, just because. You know, if the Paramount decree is just thrown out, then, you know, there's nothing stopping Disney from owning a theater chain, yep. like buying Regal and just putting all of its movies in there. And it becomes more about like, oh, you have a Disney Plus membership, so you're also allowed to go see the new movie at the Regal Theater for, you know, Toy Story 5 or whatever, you know. Yep. And uh, then that just becomes receipts, right? And yeah. if you want if you want to get a movie nominated... And you I need mean, to get I, a certain number of pictures. Uh, yeah, just put it in limited release. I feel like I feel like just tangentially speaking, there there's sort of more of an emphasis on creating atmospheres for things. And it's like we went to the Breaking Bad experience. Yep. And it's sort of like I imagine we're going to see more of those things kind of in line with things as they're live. Mm-hmm. Like uh, uh, they did a Better Call Saul like was about to drop and they did they uh, they opened up a El Pollo Hermanos. Yep. Like pop up shop, you know. Like, I got delivery from it. Right, it and was I, chicken. <laughs> and I think that I think that like you know, as uh, Netflix buys the Egyptian and stuff like that, it'll be like I have a Netflix membership, so I go to the Egyptian to see the Netflix movies mm-hmm. on a big screen, and I buy popcorn and you know like food there and spend some time. And Netflix gets the money from the concessions. It's sort of like a straight exchange for me to go in and see the movie for free. I mean, we've talked about it before. The money is not made by me going to the movie. The movie is made to the. To the uh to the concessioner, if you will. Yeah. By me buying things at the movie. Right. Like they lose out AMC loses out if I go with my uh stubs and just see the movie and don't buy anything and then leave. What they want is we'll give you the movie for relatively free. Yeah. Because you're gonna spend twenty dollars on soda and popcorn and candy while you're there, and then would that cost us four dollars? Right. We're but make if, a big if if it's more like a clubhouse where you go True. to you know, like have fun and like, you know, maybe there's drinks afterward, like the yeah. bar at the, the arc light, you yep. know, like <laughs> it's a place to be before and after your movie. Well, uh, dra- uh, Alamo. Yeah. People go there and don't see a movie. Yeah. They yeah. go there and just hang out and then leave. And I, that, I don't understand that concept yet. But but I mean, like it's a place where film people are. So yep. you go there, you just hang out. You maybe catch meet somebody new and interesting. And, you know, that's how it goes. That's <sighs> how. But that's uh, the industry. So what about, I, I mean, what it comes down to is uh, my faith was still in 1917 uh, other I, than just because I don't know what else is going to beat it. I mean, like, I feel like 1917 is sort of the preeminent front runner here. Yeah, uh, I, I could see how Once Upon a Time in Hollywood could win and I could see how uh, Parasite could win. And I think there's like sort of an outside shot that Jojo Rabbit might sort of. If we're living in a world where those three get a lot of vote splitting, yeah. then maybe Jojo Rabbit's percentages are high enough to get it the win. Um, but that, to me, feels like it's kind of way outside the the box, you know? Yeah. Like, uh, I don't, I don't really think that any of the other nominees are 
in the consideration of ones that could actually win. I mean, maybe, uh, you know, it's like one of those things. If you're watching the Oscars and Joker is winning everything along the way, like yeah. if Lauren Cher beats Roger Deakins for cinematography it's, or yeah. uh, Todd Phillips beats, you know, Tarantino and Scorsese and Bong Joon-ho for director. And Sam Mendes. Or Sam Mendes. Then yeah. you gotta, you're going to have to start seriously considering that this might be just like a Joker kind of night. Yeah. Uh, but that would be weird to me. I I just, I just feel like there's not enough like crazy love for it. You know, like the people who love it love it. The people who hate it really hate it, and, and that's kind of a dangerous like. Sometimes you get those things to too, be. where it's like uh, just because uh, uh, Joaquin Phoenix wins does not mean that Joker's going to sweep. Because a lot of people might have said, "I'm giving my Joker love into this vote for Joaquin Phoenix," yeah, and then I'm going to give all of my Once Upon a Time in Hollywood love to Brad Pitt in the supporting role. And then I'm going to leave those two out when it comes to cinematography and best picture and best director. And I mean, I think I think all the acting ones are pretty locked up because the same four people have basically been winning the whole the whole time along. Yeah. Uh, You know, I I really hope that Deacons wins his second for 1917 because it was amazing, (sighs) gorgeous and everything that you would want it to be. Uh, but and if you want to have a film festival, how about a Roger Deakins film festival where you just watch movies where he's done cinematography? Yeah. You will come out of that with a new appreciation for what that changes about a movie. What, uh, if anything, it'll it'll make you go, how the fuck is he only won two Oscars? Yeah. That's the... That's the <laughs> well, because he does movies like Blade Runner, which are not going to win an Oscar, but... But it's, yeah, that's beautiful. what he won his... That's what he won his Oscar for. I know, but I mean, I'm just saying, like, it's not going to be It's like you Oscar watch nomination. No Country for Old Men, and you're just like, what the fuck? What, what else came out this year? Like, what did I miss? Well, because people don't understand what cinematography is, number <laughs> one, and it's a bunch of people who are... I mean, the Academy is a lot of... Of what a lot of SAG, mostly yeah. SAG, and they're Sa- just like actors are, are the biggest group yeah. of uh, any of the Academy voters. And like cinematography, you mean the guy behind the camera who's not the director? <laughs> I don't care about that guy. Uh, what's the difference? You mean the, you mean the guy who's sitting on the chair with the with the crank going? Crack, 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 crack. <laughs> Wait, well, I know the Academy <laughs> what kind of movies old. are you doing? <laughs> I don't think they're that old. Uh, <laughs> Back in my day, they'd have to stop after ten minutes and put more film in there. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> That Thank might be my second favorite character that you did <laughs> after the uh, the slightly gay Southern gentleman. What Lindsey Graham? Oh, yes. After Lindsey Graham, it's the uh, the actress who is just uh, it's appalled at everything that's going on in Hollywood. Somebody powder my wig and bring me some cocaine. <laughs> Whoa! All right, we, we we jumped a couple decades. I don't know what happened there. Uh, but anyway, before we get out, I do want to talk about Fast and Furious 9. She's still alive. She's still alive today, that woman. <laughs> still voting. Still voting <laughs> still in the voting. Academy. Uh, so I, I ain't never, never going to vote for Brad Pitt. He's too dark. <laughs> <laughs> that hand ain't natural. So Fast and Furious <laughs> 9, uh, I avoided the uh, trailer all yeah. week. But then I was forced to watch it by Corey before we came on. Uh, Roberto was the, okay, Roberto. the evil ringleader of this one. Uh, it is just as appalling as I thought it might be. It defies the laws of, uh, you know, physics. Nature. <laughs> as much as I thought it would. But, oh boy, did you have some comments? Any Anything you'd like to throw in about Fast and the Furious 9? Well, one, go watch the trailer. Um, I find that I probably shouldn't be laughing at an action movie trailer, but... To me, it's going to turn into a comedy. Um, I mean, here's the problem: people are going to fucking see it, and yes. that's. I mean, like, we're going to see it. I'm not going to see it. You're not going to go see it. No, them? I'm not going to. I, I, I right. can't. It'll I, be I me just and can't. I can't do it. I. I just desperately would like, like a real action movie. Like, 
th- there were so many action movies that were realistic enough. Mm-hmm. Like uh, the stunts were maybe a little exaggerated from real life, but it's the type of thing like once upon a time in Hollywood. Yeah, uh, he punches uh, a dude into a car. <laughs> <laughs> It's a little much, but maybe he's a powerful guy. I don't know. <laughs> but the the problem is that that these are just ridiculous. Like the when the 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 suspension bridge becomes disconnected and the jeep is still rolling up. Well, like a the disconnect- tires are still in contact. That does with not the give it traction. <laughs> that does not give the car traction. Or the like uh, the number of times I watch a, a Fast and the Furious movie, and I'm just like. Uh, there was a there was a stunt in Fast and the Furious two where they jump the car onto the yacht while it's trying to like float away, right? And at the end of it, both uh, Tyrese and uh, what are you doing? We have an off the camera distraction. Uh, the the uh, the fact that at the end of it, uh, Paul Walker and Tyrese were like getting out of the car that just jumped on the yacht and they're just like, I think I broke my arm. I think my shoulder is broken. Yeah. And that was the end of the movie. I was just like, okay, so at least they realized that if they did something so stupid, they, there would be some sort of consequence. Yes. Vin Diesel's just driving off the side of a cliff, like hoping that his tire gets caught in a line. No, no, it's he like, knew because he's smart, Corey. <laughs> but like the, the, if you gave a stuntman a hundred tries to do that and the, under the <laughs> assumption that you don't care if you kill stuntmen while you're failing. All Can we get time. another stuntman? Another car, another stuntman, please. Let's go. <laughs> the guy who's like 67 in lines is like, oh, God. <laughs> 55 people have died before me. Maybe they'll get it this time. <laughs> Why can't we just do this in CGI? <laughs> it's too expensive in CGI. We pay you guys $100 a day. Next. <laughs> you also know the side of a pretty bad movie when uh, they have to put in single lines of dialogue to explain the stupid thing that just happened. Like when Vin Diesel just straight flies off a cliff and then a magnet plane comes pick him up. And That's it was John a Lu- Cena, not Vin Diesel. Was it ludicrous? It was just like, does they got a magnet plane? Like, <laughs> what? Why? Or like, he's your brother. It's just like, that. none of that. Oh, man. I love, I am going to go. All I'm, I'm saying is for my way through. All I'm saying is for all, all you, all you libs out there who are going to go enjoy Fast and the Furious thinking that it's no harm, no foul. You're the ones who are causing the rise of Trump because <laughs> the people who like this movie are the same people who like fucking think that Trump is right. And this is a whole like railroading experience and like blah, blah, uh, blah. Corey, uh, you've had a distinguished career. I want to go back to episode <laughs> 304 of your podcast where... You blamed liberal America going to see Fast and the Furious for the rise of Trump. <laughs> I stand, how, how do you I feel about that? I stand by it. <laughs> I was there. I know what it was like. <laughs> you don't know James Hudson. You don't know. You don't know what we were going through then. Uh, anyway, so. <laughs> you may have really visited the darkness. I lived in it. <laughs> uh, anyway, that's enough. Festive. The older you get, the more you start to recognize Bane is the hero of that movie. It's like, damn you, Batman, for getting in the way of everything. He was making a better society. I will not condone the murder of the bourgeoisie. I will participate in it. That was on my Instagram story today. I'm waiting to see how the reaction tomorrow at work goes. <laughs> anyway, so uh, a lot Does of news. the bourgeoisie visit you? I mean, I work for a lot of capitalists, so... Yeah. Uh, Anyway, um, not a news this week. Just tell him it was man. art. That's what I do. Tell him what? It was art. Oh, yeah, sure, yeah. It was art. Hey, but I followed that up with an Instagram story that was Goldilocks, the bears from Goldilocks, the mother bear saying, 
oh, somebody's been sleeping in my bed. And da- Papa Bear being like, yeah, who isn't? And then <laughs> starting an argument instead of in front of Baby Bear. Like, come on. None of this is serious. <laughs> Bourgeoisie is serious, though. Anyway, uh, news. Coronavirus is out. And it's, yeah. killing. it's killing people. Um, and everyone in California is wearing around masks. Uh, I would like to point out to people, um, a lot of you are wearing masks, and I know it makes you feel better, and that, that's fine. Uh, but most of you are wearing masks, which will not help defend you from a virus. You're basically wearing a tissue in front of your mouth. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so I, I was mentioning someone to, about that because somebody at work came in with their own mask because we tried to order some because it's, uh, you know, to make the peons feel better. Uh, I tried to order them and they were sold out everywhere. And I was like, guys, we got some coming in, but we had to order them from Amazon. It's going to be three days or whatever. Yeah. We'll get them in. Uh, so people came in with their own. And most of them are the surgical masks, which have like, yes, they cover the face, but they have a gap over here. Yeah. And that just means that the virus can just go in to the sides. And then settle inside of the mask. And then you just breathe it in repeatedly. Uh, And somebody did justify to me. They said, you know, well, it's so if somebody coughs on me that it's blocking the the liquid yeah. from the cough to get in in my mouth and I'm like okay I justify that because I guess it's better than this. nothing better than nothing yes yeah uh, but it's most of those aren't going to protect you from just walking around in public then I saw somebody I also, with a bane uh, mask on and I'm like that guy knows what's up he's he's got it <laughs> well finally an an opportunity for you to wear your gas mask to work. <laughs> I'm not allowed to, by the way. I was told after I was made to order these masks for everybody else, then I got the little aside like, yeah, by the way, uh, you probably can't wear one. I'm like, what? Well, we don't want to frighten everybody. I'm like, you're making me buy the mask because everyone's frightened, but I can't wear one because it'll frighten everybody. Yeah, yeah. And said to me as they slapped the mask on their own face. The building's on fire. We'd really like you to stay in the lobby and play some music on the cello. Basically. (laughs) Just letting people know it's going to be okay. Basically. Um, Let's skip ahead a little bit here. I I would like to get to uh, impeachment stuff first before we run out of time. Well, coronavirus is serious. It's going to kill a bunch of people. It's more dangerous than SARS. They said they have a vaccine. They're lying to you. Uh, We're all going to die. All right. Skipping on down to the impeachment. (laughs) Uh, This week in the impeachment has been... (laughs) This week in impeachment. Has been one of the most fascinating things I've ever seen in my entire life. And the... (laughs) The fucking blind faith that some of these Republican senators have is just amazing to me. Because what the fuck? John Bolton has has written this book. uh, And how is there not a chance that two months from now or whatever, when it's like finally released and people get to read it, that there's not more scintillating data or more scintillating stories in there that would make you really regret your decision to just blindly stand by the president? Uh, I feel like... I don't understand how I wouldn't just want to have the opportunity to talk to a couple people, you know, like, well, so here's the problem. Uh, as, um, GOP superstar, Lev Parnas mentioned to us <laughs> this week, Lindsey Graham apparently had personal knowledge of everything going on in Ukraine. Yeah. How many of those senators also had personal knowledge? And if witnesses are called names of the people sitting in front of them are going to be mentioned. And maybe they don't want to be mentioned. So let's just say you were a part of a conspiracy yeah. to commit murder. Okay. Uh, and uh, I was part of that conspiracy as well. Who is the number one person you would want on your jury for your murder trial? You. Of course you would. <laughs> uh, because I'm going to be uh, up there like, well, you know what, guys? I don't. 
I don't think any wrongdoing I don't think was even timeline done. Timeline makes sense. <laughs> I don't think any wrongdoing was done. I don't even know why we're having this trial. Let's just cut this thing short. Witnesses, I don't need to hear you from any witnesses. <laughs> I think I've heard enough. Let's just wrap this thing up. <coughs> I, so yeah, that's what I, they're doing. I uh to me the funniest thing of it all is that Mitt Romney, who literally eight years ago was the presidential nominee for the Republican Party. Yep. Is uninvited from CPAC, yep. the Conservative Political Action uh, Committee uh, <laughs> get together, where all the all the right wing wing nuts get together and uh, uh, take over the what is it, the Bethesda National Harbor no, no, or something wait, wait, like that. that. You, you're misca- you're mischaracterizing it. It's where all the right wing wing nuts in government get together and are told by all the right wing wing nuts in business what they need to be doing yeah, in yeah, the next yeah. year. Yes. And they the NRA hotel, is there and yeah. They get their marching orders. Uh they sacrifice young, you know, pure white children to <laughs> whatever god it is that they worship and then they all go home. <laughs> They have Alex Jones in an ancillary room talking about the frogs. Yeah, I, I mean, just on camera. Every yeah. once in a while, all right, guys, a little bit of a comedy break here. Let's go to the Alex Jones cam. And the frogs, man, we're making the frogs gay. <laughs> Thanks, Alex. <laughs> Thanks for making right. us feel better about ourselves. <laughs> all right, now, how are we going to murder more brown children? Come on, anybody got any ideas? All, all right. right, we're going to take it. So, uh, getting back into the impeachment stuff here. <laughs> uh, so... To me, some of the most dangerous things that have been said by lawyers have been sort of said this week. And yeah. uh, Dershowitz is right there at the top of this list with uh, basically uh, parroting Nixon's if the president does it, it, it can't be illegal. Yeah. And going even further by saying that, what was the exact quote? It was like, if uh, the president, oh God, I don't want to get this wrong. I just want to yeah. get it. Go ahead and look it up. But uh he was answering a question from Ted Cruz, which uh, the Senate, they asked these questions to the lawyers, which are completely staged. It's like, here, we need you to ask this question so we can make this point uh, that we want to make. And we ha- you said last week, oh, we haven't heard from Ted Cruz in a while. And then, of course, they found a way to make Ted Cruz be on the news where he said some of the dumbest shit I have heard from a person in government in a long time. Jody Ernst, too, like was like there was a camera set up and she was like trying to like make her way to the front. She's just like, well, the people of Iowa are going to have an opportunity to talk whether or not they think Joe Biden is corrupt this weekend when they vote. And I'm just like, shut the fuck up. Like. It's <laughs> nothing yeah. to do with women. You know what? Uh, the people of Iowa would love to vote on a Republican as well, but uh, it turns out you guys kind of shut that shit right down and said no one but the president on the ballot. So uh, nothing to say about that. But uh, Ted Cruz asked a question, um, like, does it matter if the president uh, gave a quid pro quo if there was no quo or if the person who he made the offer to wasn't aware that it was a quid pro quo? And Alan Dershowitz goes on this, rant just basically if the president does it it's not a crime and if the other party's not aware and even if they were aware it doesn't matter because if he and he used the example from lincoln if lincoln moved troops into indiana um and sent and settled them there but settled them meaning like stationed them there and if your official marching orders move you to a place that is where you are registered to vote for purposes of the military Goddamn, every article I click on is just reaction to what Dershowitz said and not the actual quote. Yeah. 
I hate this. But he said, let's say the Republicans wanted to win Indiana and Lincoln found that it was in the national security for him to be reelected. And then he moved, by the way, invoking uh, Lincoln, who would not be a Republican today. But no, not at all. Uh, And Lincoln moved a million troops into Indiana so that they would be stationed there and thus vote there because they he knows that they're going to vote for him. And that sways the election in his favor. Well, he did that in national security interest, not national security of defending the nation, but of getting him reelected. And therefore, his reelection being a part of national security, in his opinion, is in his ability to do as the president. And that decision is sound. And I'm just, what? Yeah, it's just everything that the president does is a sound decision so long as he believes it's in the national interest. Yeah. And that's true even if, like Lincoln, the brain has been blasted out of his skull, or like Trump, he didn't have one there to begin with. I um, mean, just uh, the question that that makes me, that I, I keep coming to in my mind is, what is impeachable? Just uh, Much like, uh, I, I hear a lot of people on the left talking about, like, well, what can we do? What can we do about all, that? like, the Senate and stuff like that? I'm just like... Well, I mean, there you know, there's protections in the Constitution that allow you to violently overthrow the government if you want to. At what point is that your line? Like, at what point do you say we've reached that point, right? And I'm not uh, like Rob over here with this thumbs this up. This week, <laughs> I'm not saying that we do it, but I'm saying at what point does it be, does it rise to it? And the same thing will come with the impeachment of Trump or the any actions of Trump. At what point is this just like if we found out that Trump? Uh, wanted to have these meetings with Kim Jong-un because he wanted to get a $5 billion real estate deal in North Korea mm-hmm. for Trump hotels when he's out of office. And that's a clear emoluments clause violation. If there ever was one, mm-hmm. then is that the point where you say like, oh, well, now he's gone too far. Like, th- Well, the problem here, Corey, is you're trying to make a bright line rule. And as we've been made clear over these impeachment proceedings, if it's a Democratic president, a sand colored suit is enough to start impeachment <laughs> proceedings. If it's a Republican president, well, nothing that the president does is impeachable. Any decision he makes is within his purview. And not only that, but we get to argue both sides of the fence. Because as Adam Schiff pointed out this week, the Trump attorneys in front of the Supreme Court can make the argument that the president should be allowed to do whatever he wants because... Well, that's... Yeah, so this whole thing is just fucking maddening because the... The House was trying to get testimony from, you know, like Mick Mulvaney and Bolton and all these people. And the White House in court was making the argument that because the impeachment process has started, there's no reason for the court to judge whether or not uh, they have the right to serve these subpoenas because it's already in process and the Senate will take care of it when it gets there. Right. And then the argument that Trump's lawyers were making, the same lawyers, by the way, who were arguing in the court, were saying that... Once it was in the Senate, this is not the appropriate venue for this conversation. It should be happening because of subpoenas issued in the House and not be brought in as new witnesses in the Senate. It's just unbelievable. Like, But, but that's the specifics. They were overarchingly arguing that whatever the president does in, in court, arguing in yeah. court, whatever the president does, he is subject to an overarching power by Congress that the the impeachment process must be allowed to include witnesses. It must be allowed to include all of these things. I mean, the obstruction of Congress part was basically because they wouldn't play ball. They wouldn't allow for (laughs) any witnesses to be brought in front of the 
and they were ob- obstructing the investigation of Congress into this whole situation. So, essentially, this would be as if I was representing the state and the defendant at the same time in a civil lawsuit. So I am on one side of the aisle. I'm over there. You're on side of the uh, of Honda and the mother whose child died because the airbag exploded. Yes. Yeah. And I'm making two exactly opposite arguments in two different courtrooms across the hall from each other, depending who is standing next to me at the time. Now, in this case, it's both the president, although... In one of these cases, it's supposed to be the American people, not the president. You represent the White House, not the man in the White House. But in the other, in court, he's actually representing the president, Donald Trump, not the office of the president. It is goddamn ridiculous. I don't, I I cannot, and and you were saying in the preacher meeting, Adam Schiff has shown himself to be way more impressive than I thought he was going into all this. I thought he was going to punt this thing, and he has laid out, illustriously the entire case he's done everything he can do to set little man traps along the way that they just walked right the fuck into yeah and the fact that the fact that we are even having a reasonable discussion about whether or not they were going to allow witnesses is mostly because adam schiff was putting putting on a master class of yeah arguing his case in front of the senate here but and they had the vote yeah and we're not having witnesses yeah failed by two votes yeah and uh, you know what? I I I I don't I I like was reading through Lamar Alexander's like why I'm voting no thing. Yeah. And like it it just doesn't make any too many of these statements don't make any goddamn sense where it's just like while I think the president did something wrong, I don't think it's impeachable and I don't think we should have witnesses to find out how unimpeachable it is. You yeah. know like I don't want to find <laughs> out how unimpeachable the offense is. It's a waste of everyone's time. Yeah. So accurately, the Wikipedia entry for United States Senate has been updated. Uh it was updated on Thursday after that vote. Um, it now reads the United States Senate was formerly the upper chamber of the United States Congress, which along with the blah, 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 comprised the legislature of the United States. It died on January 31st, 2020, when senators from the Republican Party refused to stand up to a corrupt autocrat calling himself the president of the United States, lowercase p, refusing to hear testimony that, uh, said individual blackmailed Ukraine in order to cheat in the 2020 election. Um, which is pretty goddamn accurate. Uh, and as you said again on our walk up here. Uh, at some point, these guys just have to say, you know what? We're not Republicans anymore. Uh, we're just going to start a new party. They it's- should. I, I, I really I, uh, most of what I uh, you, you sort of were talking a little bit about whether or not there will ever be a Democratic president again. And of course, there will. At some point, there will. I mean, uh, but there I mean, is like, no, there is no guarantee of that at this. No point. guarantee. But I'm saying, like, I think the the best hope that the Democrats have of of like some sort of power that will be able to change things significantly to like get to 60 votes even would have to involve the Republican party splitting off into a Trump party and a Mitt Mitt Romney style party of like traditional Republicans. And then basically it becomes a three party system where two right wing parties are dueling it out all the time and the Democrats. You're assuming a lot of things about the Democrats like uh, the what it would looks be the like, I, it would be the idea of like how Fox News became so popular because there were so many left leaning media outlets out there and no right leaning one. Yeah. And once one right leaning one came in and it was one right versus three left, it became a oh well this one's getting the big, biggest audience because this one's split in between, between its two. half you know. But we have Bernie who is very clearly leading the horse race on the left. Yeah. But everything which seems very Clintonite behind it is doing everything they can to railroad that Including Hillary herself. What well, the fuck, Hillary? I mean, like... I, go the fuck home, bitch! <laughs> I just... I, 
you know, every once in a while, like I was, I listened to Hillary's interview on Stern and you know, she's very, when she wants to be, she's very engaging and she's very fun to listen to. And she, she seems like a perfectly fine person who I don't want to be president of the United yes, States. Yes, ever. Thank but you. But I, uh, just getting involved and just being like, well, nobody likes Bernie and I don't think he should win. Like, don't do that now. Like, do you see Obama going out there and just being like, hey, did you hear Pete Buttigieg is gay? I guess we should have voted for him. Like, no, he doesn't. He doesn't want to step in these traps. He doesn't. Want to I put mean, himself- or by the way, his guy is running. You yeah. haven't even seen him come out. And yeah, be you like, haven't even. That's seen- my guy. That's my guy. Right. Y'all there. know Joe. Yeah. Come on. Uncle I know Joe. Joe. Yeah. We all got a creepy <laughs> uncle. Doesn't mean he's ain't doing anything wrong. Come on. Vote he's for done Joe. right for us. Yeah. None of that. Yeah. Uh, and or, by the way, come out and said, Pete is our guy for the future. We need a like center of the road guy who's not a Clintonite. Yeah. Pete's our guy, which he could do because yeah. I think that he at any point, what he, if need. any point, if, if all you would have to do is just tweet like I heart Pete Buttigieg and it would all be over. Boom, like done. you don't even need to like do anything like that okay, would wait, speak wait. enough like uh, white hat hackers, uh, <laughs> Obama Twitter account. <laughs> I heart Pete. Team Pete, hashtag Team Pete. <laughs> we need that to happen, like, right before the Iowa caucus, please. See, the problem is that you put that into the universe, but the only people who are hacking in are the Andrew Yang people. Because oh, the true. Yang gang is fucking strong on the internet. God, Have I you ever... Andrew Yang so much. <laughs> yeah, you know, Reddit. it's all over Reddit. I, yeah. I, it's so weird. I, I really like Andrew Yang, the person. I don't want him to be... Bro- I don't, <laughs> know. <laughs> I think he's very nice and, and very smart, and he's really got it all figured out, but, like... The universal basic income is just not, it will not and cannot be the center point of an election campaign. Also, you have to know more than UBI. You can't just go out there and be like, well, let me tell you, the answer to Social Security, UBI. It's not. No, it's not. You you have to have other answers. Andrew Yang, Saudi Arabia killed uh, Jamal Khashoggi, and now we're selling him nuclear information. What do you think uh, is the way around this potential uh, fire can of controversy? Well, I think the universal basic income. No, the, no, that's not the answer, Andrew. If you had an extra thousand dollars a month, you'd be able to not have to worry about Saudi Arabia. <laughs> but uh, so there what well, my point of that was that I feel like if Bernie gets railroaded yet again, yeah. there will be a split in the left party as well. Yeah. Which I'm not saying is a bad thing, because ideally four five, six parties that have to say in order to get to 51 votes. Yeah, we got to come together on some shit. Is yeah, the way that things get done. <laughs> the more we could be like Ireland with their 97 political parties. Okay, that's a little <laughs> much. A <laughs> little much. Uh, Italy's got like 45 and they can't get anything done. But you get like France or Germany that has four or five major parties. Yeah. Their government is always made up of a, a, a group of two or three coming together to say, we got more in common than we have. Uh, differences. Yeah. I'm going to give up on these three points of my platform. You give up on those two. Let's make a government. And there always are going to be, you know, center, center left, center right, although European center right, not yeah. like crazy Nazis. But um, <laughs> that's where the center, pe- center right is basically Hillary Clinton. Yeah. <laughs> American. Because no, no, Hillary Clinton is center right. European center right is like. Uh, <laughs> really that's kind of where it is like a little further left than uh hillary (laughs) to think that pete Buttigieg is the mitt romney of europe is (laughs) that's a little much yeah uh but you know if you ask anybody of any of like hillary clinton's campaign promises they're like oh no no you can't talk about that in germany it's uh it's illegal to uh yeah we have laws against that no nazis sorry no um and then everything to the right now is just like faux pas frown upon cannot do that sorry but it, that's the way it should be. 
we shouldn't have two parties because this is what happens. You get locked into this nonsense of like, well, the president did something wrong. No, he didn't. The guy on my team is not winning right now. That's I need it. To, I need to help my guy win. Like, And uh, more importantly, because there are only two teams, if it's my guy on my team, I most likely have something to do with it. Whereas if we had two or three right-wing parties, Lindsey Graham might not be on his party. Yeah. <laughs> might not be on his team. It might not be the one saying like, well, I got myself involved in this nonsense, so now I got to ride this ship till it's under the waves. Sorry. Um, and the Senate isn't made up of, we're, we're two votes. Two votes fails witnesses. Like, that should not be the way that it is. But yeah. that's where we are. Um, funny side note, just for a little comic relief. Uh, you know how we spent a billion dollars increasing the border wall? Mm-hmm. A couple pieces of it fell over in a high wind this week. Yeah. Turns out on the, the Mexico side, too, by the yeah, way. Yeah, onto Mexico's trees, which gives, so, <laughs> gives them, by the way, cause to sue us in the international court for damages. I love it. I so, love it. The border wall, just as flimsy as the guy who suggested it. <laughs> I just like to imagine that they just have some like tank looking Mexican guy. Who just like when the border wall goes up, it's just like, all right, run into it really hard. <laughs> Let's just test <laughs> just it. The Let's whole thing just falls over. <laughs> um, <laughs> the whole charging over the fence, like. And listen, as pointless as I think it is, uh, caucus is in Iowa this week. So if you live in Iowa, go caucus. Yeah. Uh, and caucus for Pete Buttigieg. Uh, there I you mean, go. I I do as uh, as completely unreasonable it would be in anywhere else in the country. I really do like the Iowa caucus because yeah. you. It, so basically how it works, just quick explainer for people who don't know, there's a 15% I, uh, uh, viability threshold. Yeah. Uh, and that is kind of a loose number based off of how many people you have in your town because some of them have like, you know, 20 people getting together. <laughs> so it's hard, to- <laughs> it's hard to say 15% is the straight clear number. Yeah. But like uh, basically every candidate will, you know, you'll you'll go into the corner where your candidate is. And if you don't have 15%, then your candidate is eliminated, and then you can either choose to go home or go to another candidate. Yeah. So second choices and third choices in some cases are like really important, which is like why in Iowa you don't see so much negative campaigning, or like why people will sort of get booted right away if they're if they go negative because you want to be someone's second choice, even if yeah, if you were a Cory Booker supporter and you were ready to caucus for Cory Booker, and now you're left in the cold, you have to think about who my second choice is. And say also, you go to Klobuchar and she doesn't make it. Then you got to go, okay, who's my third? You know, like, I think this Pete guy's good. You know, like Booker and, may get some votes because there may be people who are like going to make a I stand with Booker no matter what. Yeah. And they will caucus for him, even though there's no official maybe caucus. even like a first ballot. Like, yeah, we're making a a I'm making a effort, stance yeah. here just to say. And then because, you know, as the caucuser, Corey's not even on the ballot anymore and they're not going to hit 15 percent. So when they eliminate him because he's already eliminated himself, you then get to go and vote for your second choice. But yeah. you get to make like a little a stand and say, hey, Corey, if you'd stayed in it, you have people here in Iowa. Um, so you could uh, you can go and do that. But if you're in Iowa, go caucus. Um, also, if you're with Team Pete, guys, I'm getting the text. I'm just telling you, you don't want me making calls for you in Nevada. <laughs> I'm doing you a favor by not texting you back. Don't you don't want me making calls. I love Pete. I just don't love the process. So, uh, yeah. Really, right? Gonna, right? Like, you're just going to be calling up people like, uh, you know what? I don't think you should vote. I think it's bad for you. But, yeah. you know, I guess if you're going to do it anyway, you might as well do it for Pete. You know what? Uh, now that I got your number, I'm going to text you uh, plans on building a guillotine. Let's all meet in the town square right there in Jefferson City. Uh, is it Jefferson City? Carson City. Carson City. <laughs> and uh, probably should know what state I'm calling. Carson City. And uh, let's just build a big one out there on the town square. I think it'll send a message. Yep. Yep. 
We're on the left, right? This is what leftist people do. <laughs> Just mispronounce Nevada every time. <laughs> Nevada? Yeah. I'm with the people of Nevada. I think Pete <laughs> is with the people of Nevada as well. Uh, and Pete really backs guillotines. He is saying, <laughs> let's all get together and build guillotines. I don't know if this is Pete's platform. <laughs> you know what platform Pete's for? The one a guillotine's built on. That's the platform he is built on. There's a lot of people calling up Zanna and going like, the Pete people are getting awfully aggressive. <laughs> Sounding a little bit like the French Revolution over here. <laughs> Talking about blood in the streets and guillotines. Yes. Well, there's one, we, we located it. There was one guy. Uh, he was very upset about the multiple text messages that we were sending him. He's off our list. He won't be making any calls anymore. I, uh, I have, there's lots more stuff that we could talk about this week, but unfortunately, the Super Bowl has just kicked off, so we got to wrap this up. Yes. Um, if you want to know where you can go for other things not related to the Super Bowl, you know where you can go? Where is that? Otheanthem.com. Oh, Otheanthem.com. Oh, Otheanthem oh, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and the listener line, 443-219-7595. What's that number again? 443-219-7595. You can find more of me at my website, CoreyBakerFilmmaker.com, Facebook.com forward slash CoreyBakerFilm, and at LegendsB5 on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat. Uh, the 1917 review is up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will be off this feature uh, I'll be free as of Wednesday, so I hope to uh, see another movie to have up for uh, Thursday review and hopefully catch up on all the Best Picture yeah. nominees by then. Um, and yeah, that's pretty much about it for me. All right. Uh, and of course, you can find more of me <laughs> at Robert N. Cheek on all your social networks right there. Mm-hmm. Oh. Where you can get more fun, entertaining content like uh, Mama Bear being called out for being a whore mm-hmm. and um, condoning the bourgeoisie. Um Make sure you check out robertandcheek.com where you can find uh, links to my everything, including the books that are available on Amazon. Barrow's books. And uh, yeah, 1917 Review is also up, uh, apparently. Uh, I heard tell that maybe it's not, so I'm going <laughs> to check on that today. Another review coming today for Brawl in Cell Block 99, uh, which is an older movie from the director of Bone Tomahawk. Did you ever watch Bone Tomahawk? No. Highly recommend Bone Tomahawk. Hmm. See what I thought about Brawl and Cell Block 99, but that's up this week. Two more movies coming this week as well. Uh, Doolittle coming up on Thursday. Hmm. Did you like Doolittle? Yo, have to see on Thursday. <laughs> I have thoughts on Doolittle on Thursday. I know Rachel is just like, I'd see it again. And I'm just like, really? That's uh, not the same reaction I've gotten from most people <laughs> seeing that movie. But Check out the okay. review on <laughs> Thursday. Um, but if you guys ever question how much we love bringing this show to you every single week, new live content, 304 weeks in a row, we just missed Super Bowl kickoff for you. Yeah. So... It's anyway. all right, though. It's all right. My love for you knows no bounds. So never. Thank you, Never audience. knows a bound. Yes. So... Uh, yeah. Well, that... Uh, I think we've done good here today. We've done something. I don't know if it's good, except for the guillotines. Guillotines <laughs> are always good. But as always, you're listening to the O the Anthem podcast, part of the O the Anthem digital network. For Corey, this is Rob. Have a great week, everybody. Go Chiefs or Niners. I don't care. Whatever. Oh, join us after. You know what? Let's go live. Let's do it. Let's do it live. Okay. Yeah, fuck it. I'll be drunk. Uh, but join us live for a little update after the show. So keep an eye out for the notification for that. Have a great week, everybody. Riva Durche.